Welcome to the But Here We Go podcast, coming at you from But Here We Go Studios in lovely Dallas, Texas. It was a little cold today. I'll admit, it I was made a it cold. Are you I kidding it, me? I made it outside today. What, like six a.m. when it was cold? It no, was like almost eighty degrees today. It felt a little chilly when I went to lunch. I had a I had a special. You weren't business at lunch. the at the park with me and a bunch of kiddos sweating our butts off. It was nope. hot. I nope. feel like I got I sunburned. I did not get sunburned going to lunch, but it was a it was a beautiful day. We're recording this on lovely April Fool's Day. You didn't play any April Fool's tricks on me. But happy birthday, Mom and Tom. Yeah, happy birthday, Mom and Tom. Not my mom. The odds of y'all both being born on April Fool's Day have to be high. No, low. Low odds, right? That's It is. It's surprisingly high odds. I learned this in statistics class that if you have a room full of 20 some odd people, the odds of two people sharing a birthday are greater than 50%. Really? Yeah. I don't know how it works, but it does. I want to test that now. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. If on you're the listening to this podcast, text one of us your birthday, and then we will figure out if any of the listeners have the same birthday. We won't tell anyone the birthdays because we're all we're probably in the same close room. to that. We're we're close to that number, right? We've been told that when people listen to our podcast, it's like you're sitting in the room with us. So it's basically the stat. You can hear our heavy breathing. No, because I ed- painstakingly edit your heavy breathing there, out. When you're sitting next to me and I'm I'm being a mouth breather. Did you ever watch Hey Arnold growing up? That's right. You didn't have TV. I didn't have cable. <laughs> I had I had TVs. Okay. I didn't have cable until um, like seventh grade. Hey, do you know what Hey Arnold is? Hey Arnold. Is that uh, it? Close enough. Close enough to hey, where I'm not Arnold. Gonna, I'm clo- hey, yeah. football okay, head. Okay, wait. Now we're getting copyright Football issues. head, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a character in Hey Arnold where, because um, Helga Pataki, spoiler alert, is in love with Arnold. Oh, Helga. <laughs> I'm so sorry Come if I spoil that Helga. for you after 30 years. Um, anyway, but there's like this guy with the inhaler that likes her. And whenever she's pining after Arnold, he shows up like heavy breathing behind her. <laughs> when I'm editing these podcasts... Your That's breathing. all you think about. It's funny, though, because I live with you, and it's not something that you do, but for some reason for these podcasts, I don't know if you're breathing right into the mic. I don't know what it is, but the breathing is insane. It's kind of funny because every once in a while, I'm just kind of watching you edit, and you start looking around like like you think somebody's no, around you breathing and an i'm idiot. like no i'm like no that i'm not there it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard oh my you're gosh right. you it's had all... me going there for us like wait i do no that's all fake news stupid um gotcha oh april fools um okay well we we did not die in a fiery plane crash we're back we made it from california april fools we're dead <laughs> <laughs> dark no we're we're alive right we're alive we made it back it was a fast yet furious trip nobody Hi- played tricks on us Highlights. Did anything did anything crazy happen while we were gone? What do you mean did anything crazy happen while we were gone? It was an, Why an would Oscar I know? joke. We don't want to talk about oh, we don't want to talk about the oh, slap heard the around Oscars. the world. There's enough of people weighing in, not our not our topic. Moving on. Well No, I we don't need to talk. I, no, we don't need to talk about it. Maybe it's this is be. my hot take. My hot take is that we're the last human beings who should need to be talking about it. But you know what's funny about that? Literally everybody talks about everything now. 
That's that's okay. Now we're talking about it. We're came to no, it. we're not. This is my this is my thing. Was it alarming? Absolutely. One, we didn't even have we our Airbnb didn't even have the ability to watch the Oscars, despite being in the same city as the Oscars. So we saw it all on Twitter and people texting us. It was terrible. But the amount of people who are going off and like doing whole podcasts on it and whole like whole podcast. I have seen essays of Facebook posts from people who I'm like who. Uh, since when did you care about two men slapping each well, other? Well, I'm just like, this is not your, th- like, stay in your lane. This is not yep. something that needs to be, like, no one, not everybody has to have an opinion about everything. It was like, whose side, no, this is not a whose side thing. This is an unfortunate situation. The people are dealing with it. It is absolutely nothing to do with us. We have no control That's over true. the situation whatsoever. Like, let's move on. It's like the an entertainment cycle of today's, like, Social media and news stuff is just insane to me. Yeah, and I'll agree with that in the sense that two people slapping each other. Well, to be clear, there always, was one person slapping somebody. There were not two. You're right. You're slaps. right. You're right. Whenever there is a slap that occurs, that is always an an unfortunate event. If you're slapping somebody, there is something wrong. If you are being slapped, there is something wrong. That's my. That's your. That's case. all I'm saying on that. The thing that I find funny. There was there was something that was happening before Russia Ukraine. This is how borderline trivial it was that it's completely fallen off the face of the earth. But everybody was talking about what it. What was it? I don't even remember. That's the problem. <laughs> but then there was this meme that was something like, "I'm putting down my my uh, oh." Everybody was inflation gurus. Oh, okay. So it's it said something along the lines of. I'm putting down my inflation degree and I'm going to pick up my right. political science right. pundit activities or something like that. That um, I don't remember who was talking about it, but to that point, we live in a society where we feel like we have to have an opinion on everything and that we have to take a side on everything. And that is such a toxic way to go about life because one, we life is far too nuanced to always have like a side B side. Like, and I don't know if it's just because right now we have such a polarized left versus right political spectrum and that's just kind of like shadowed everything else, but not everything is as black and white as we'd like them to be and we don't have to like it is it is very refreshing when I meet somebody and I ask them a question and they tell me they don't know or, hey, I yep. don't know, but I'm going to go look at like that. Like who? when was the last time you heard someone tell you that? No, everyone feels like they have to have an opinion on something. And what's even worse is the opinion typically isn't like a well-researched opinion. Their opinion is just echoing verbatim whoever their favorite like mouthpiece yep. published the day before, you know? And yep. so it's just like it's a... It's a lack of, it's just a lack of a lot of things. The other aspect is that, and I do this very often, but the other aspect is whenever somebody's opinion starts with, I feel, or I feel like, or, well, in my opinion, or maybe, I don't know for sure, but... When that is how you start the conversation with feelings and emotions about it, and you're not talking about facts, and you're not talking about science and talking about data, the question is, what are we really talking about? Right. And that's like, I know I have been very 
cognizant of my own confirmation bias. Mm, I love that. No one likes to be told they're wrong. I'm a very prideful person, and so I do not take constructive criticism well. It's something I've worked on for years. I hate being told that I'm wrong, which typically will make me double down on something, even though I'm not (laughs) right, which does not help the situation. But we all have confirmation bias. Like We all want ourselves to be true or the things that we feel strongly about to be true and accurate. and it's it life is complicated and like you know like especially like celebrities like they're human beings too and when they do something that we don't like like they're a human being again not to justify anything but like we're dealing with human beings here and we're dealing with very complicated topics that may have an answer today that may change 6 years from now in hindsight that's why i think that everyone should study history because you recognize how fluid a lot of stuff is. And then it just helps you keep things into perspective of like, hey, like this is how I feel now. And there's nothing wrong with feeling strongly about something now, but being humble enough and open enough to continue to learn and listen and be open to changing your mind. Like, I think that is such a quality that we're lacking as a globe that is would be really helpful and would help us reach more understanding and as they always say history repeats itself so why not study history so that we can be prepared for whatever's coming right you see that in the natural world Mm. every year the the spawn as they call it the the mating season of fish well actually the spawn i think is when they're actually born is that history or is that the life cycle Is that not history? Mm, That was deep. We have not talked about this in a while. Uh, How many episodes has this been? How many episodes? We're about 35, 36, Y'all, this is currently episode 35. We're almost more episodes than both of us are years uh, on this earth. Wow. If you um, are a longtime listener or a new listener, feel free to go to the Apple Podcasts app on your phone And if you haven't already rated the podcast, write us a review, but don't feel like you have to write us a review. Ask a question and we will answer the question live on the air, not live. I guess we'll answer it at (laughs) pre-recorded, but feel free. Unless you want to do a live recording, then you can come over and watch us answer questions. Or even answer them with us. We can have everybody over. Right. We'll just do this big loud thing. We just do not provide childcare. It may not turn into may not turn into a good podcast, but we can have a a real live in person conversation. We promise we won't embarrass you. If it's trash, we just won't post it. Boom. Oh wait, we didn't even talk about Coda. Coda. Okay, so Coda won Best Picture. And it we got was to, the Best Picture. It was so we watched it on the plane ride back from California. So the day after the Oscars, and y'all, let me tell you, uh, one, it was it was a relatively short flight. We already knew we were gonna like barely make the ending time of Coda, and then half no, not even halfway, like a third of the way through the movie, the Wi-Fi on the plane cuts out, and we were like, what? Like mid movie. We don't regain it until like 25, 30 minutes later. So we have, what, 30, 40 minutes to get through an hour and a half rest of the movie? (laughs) We were at about 40 minutes and it was 112 minutes. Right. 
So I think we had like 60 minutes to get through another 80 minutes. Right, right. I'm pretty sure I I seen most of it. I did fast forward through the parts that I thought was just like montage or like background music or like, you know, like (laughs) transitioning. But from what I did see, I thought it was really good. I I thought it was good too. I got teary eyed a lot. I cried. Did you really? (laughs) I love it when you cry. Was it? What part did you cry at? Her singing parts. Okay, spoiler. No. She sings songs. Okay, she sings songs. And that is the premise, is that she is the only child who can hear, the only person in her family who can hear. Right, because CODA stands for child of deaf adults. This is something you should know if you listen to our podcast, because we have talked about it before. So she's the only one who can hear. And she sings several different times throughout the the show. Right, because she she wants to sing. And she does this in performances. It was during those performances that I cried. What I liked, because I walked into this movie, the only thing I knew about it was what we discussed on the podcast where we tried to guess what the best pictures were about and read the bios. What I was floored by was the level of layers each character had in the main family yep. like that was really powerful to see and and to do it in such a short like compact movie does that make sense like i feel like you really got an understanding of like what each character was really dealing with yep. in a short amount of time and it was just really pretty or that not, is it something was really beautiful that is something that i expect from the winner of best picture yes. even though it's just barely less than two hours I felt like I was in a New England fishing town. I could smell the fish. I wanted to become their deckhand. I yeah. What de- what year was it supposed to be set in? Was it present day? That's the one thing that confused me. Did they have cell phones? I don't remember I feel seeing like they a cell, had cell phones. But I didn't. I, yeah, I think they had cell phones. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah were, they did. Yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah. It is a remake of like a French film that came out like in two thousand six. If I'm telling those facts correctly, but the big controversy when it came out in France is they did not use deaf actors. Mm. They used uh, hearing actors. The actress who plays the mom, she's been around for a long time. She's the first hard of hearing actress to win an Oscar. She won it back in the eighties. She, when she found out they were making this movie, because they were going to, they weren't going to specifically look out uh, hard of hearing actors. And she was like, you're talking about, the French one? For or? the American one. Uh, and she was like, no, you absolutely you have, to. have to use hard of hearing actors. Mm. And so they, the entire family, like anyone who is hard of hearing in that movie is hard of hearing in real life. And like s- significantly hard of hearing in real life. And then the guy who played the dad ended up winning best actor to be the second hard of hearing actor to win an Oscar in history. Best supporting actor. Okay. But still he won an Oscar. That's the thing. Yep. It's good. It was good. Highly recommend it. The one downside is it is the the only way you can see it is on Apple Plus. Or take a flight on American. Or take a flight, or I'm sure you could buy it you somewhere. May, you may have to watch it before the end of, well, we may have been the, the last group to watch it. I'm sure, now that it's one, I'm sure like you can figure it out. But the first movie yeah, can... produced by a streaming company to win Best Picture. What about the, there was that other movie with, with Casey Affleck in it that was produced by Amazon. It was everywhere. I literally, the day, the day after, I went to, it may, I opened up my iPhone and I, because it's Apple iPhone. It and may be, it's an Apple movie. And I went to some Apple app 
like the app store and it told me, hey, go watch Coda. It's the first, like they were bragging about okay. themselves. Okay. okay. So it may, maybe that one with Casey Affleck was one of the, the first, just one of the first general Oscars that had gone to something that had gone to a streaming service produced movie. Maybe. Go see it. The girl who plays the daughter, so I guess the main, the star of the movie, she is from this other Netflix show called Lock and Key that you and I, I think there's we've seen two seasons of it. They're working on the third. Do you think that's going to be a problem for her? I don't. What do you mean? Well, because... She was a Netflix girl. Now she's an Apple girl. No, that, like, oh, ooh, I didn't think about that. Be a problem. Probably not. They just have to pay her more now. Apple's running around it's buying up everybody. It's not a problem for her. It's a problem for everyone else because oh. I'm sure she's like, she did fantastic. I don't know. Is there like a black, like a blacklist or something? Like you can only work with one streaming company. I don't think so. I think that's just Disney and Nickelodeon. That's that intense. If you start a Nick show, don't even try oh, to no. start a Disney that's show. That's like a huge rivalry. You don't know this? No. Is this just because I was a Radio Disney kid? I think this is Radio Disney days. Oh, yeah. No, Nick and Disney, you don't, you do not You don't mix. cross. No, and Nickelodeon, they have an entirely different, like, um, for lack of a better term, vibe. Yeah, they do. Like The, the slime. Hu- the humor. Like, And I think the way it was described, I think I watched a documentary about this a while back because there is a documentary about it. But Nickelodeon was supposed to be kids shows by kids in the sense of like, this is what we think kids actually want to watch, which it was a lot more raunchy and like messy and like just stupid for lack of a better term. Slapstick comedy for children. Right. And there's like, if you want a fart joke, you go to Nickelodeon, you don't go to Disney Channel kind of a thing. It's just more grungy, grimy, slimy. Disney Channel was more like family friendly, squeaky clean, whatnot. And one was in Florida and one was in California. But guess what? Disney Plus is getting R-rated stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. strange. We're getting real. This is what's funny. Disney was working on a reboot of Lizzie McGuire with Hillary Duff. They had already they had got the whole original gang back together. They had filmed the pilot and then Disney shut it down. Um, because they, I guess Lizzie McGuire was essentially all grown up and like doing adult things. And so it wasn't like the squeaky clean Lizzie McGuire that we all grew up with. And so they're like, mm, we're in a past. We don't think we want to be with about this anymore. And, but they own the right. So they tabled it to Hillary Duff's demise. demise. That's what I was <laughs> going to say. But that's not, to Hillary but... Duff's surprise. But, and then she went to go do How I Met Your Father, which is essentially kind of what Liz McGuire was gonna, the reboot was going to be but then now Disney's putting all this R stuff on Disney Plus so I'm just like wait a minute my understanding of the R rated stuff is really that it's a lot of superhero sci-fi kind of things it's not like an R rated movie well there it's an R rated right. movie that is Marvel right and I don't know if it's because because there are some things on Disney Plus that are geared towards older audiences and not there's stuff on Disney Plus, there's something for everybody, right? And so I don't know if it was just because they didn't want, like, little girls watching the, the like, OG Liz and Maguire's, which are super wholesome, and then, like, finishing the season and it rolling into Liz Maguire 2.0, like, with a sex scene. I don't know. It was just kind of, like, a weird call for me. But, anywho, that's... Well, maybe they didn't have the parental things built in. 
Well, ki- please, kids can get around parental controls. That's like, yeah, please yeah. type in your birthday and we'll let you in. Like, that's so stupid. Who is watching? Mommy, daddy, or Jake? Well, yeah, it's so <laughs> stupid. It's like whenever I... Uh, and I'm, <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to Parental go to, controls are dumb. Right. Um, like if I ever, I don't know why, cause I don't drink alcohol, but like the, this is the only thing that I can think of. Like when you go to like an alcohol website or like a beer website, they ask like, are what are, your age is? It's just, no. Are you over 18? Yes or no. Like that's the amount of like caution and like guarding that they do to their websites and like i literally i can a computer can answer this question there's not even a like hey how many stop signs are in this picture or like you know what i mean it's a yes or no question a kid can answer a yes or no question you don't have to prove whether you're ai or not you just right. have to click this you button. just have to click the correct button we're just trusting that this kid who's trying to go to a beer website is being super honest about it or is at least old enough that they can comprehend that question no i think it's stupid i think it's they're legally required to do it so they're going to do it but they could care less they would much rather a kid not really be able to do anything on their website but when they're 21 and they remember, oh, yeah, I went to that website. That's the alcohol I'm going to buy. Or that's the, you know, it's all advertised. It's like the candy cigarettes, the little kids. I never got into candy cigarettes. I'd always eat them too fast. Did you have stuff you wanted to I talk did. about? Um, these are more interesting things that I saw. I don't really know what we're going to talk about them. Are you talking about L.A.? No, these are just interesting things that uh, news stories that have happened since we got back. Did you want to talk about California? I think it was really expensive. <laughs> I'm glad we don't live there. This is the thing that surprised me the most. We went there thinking, granted, we booked the tickets before the CDC changed their guidelines to like to where basically COVID was done. However, we were still under the impression that California was super strict. Was and will probably still be super strict. We traveled with our vaccination cards like we had masks galore. Other than the airport and the airplane, I felt like we were the only ones wearing masks in that entire state. Like, it was very strange to me. And I don't know if it was just a bunch of fake media that stereotyped the entire state. And that's why we felt that way. But, like, I felt odd wearing a mask in California because we were the only ones. Yeah, I would... I would agree with that, that there were a lot fewer people wearing masks and it seemed a lot less urgent or a lot less uh, serious than the way that it's been portrayed. But to that point, I still have, I know people in California, I have friends in California or, or people on my social media who still regularly will do their COVID tests and wear their masks. So I don't, I don't know if it is, if it's a a media thing or if it is the loud minority or a loud majority or. But we were talking to our pilot friend and he was saying that when he started flying planes again last year. He saw year, the same thing. It, he was expecting them, everyone in hazmat suits and he was like, everyone was chill. I mean, everyone was following like their requirements, but everyone was chill. So that, I think that was just like a culture and we've been to California before, but that was like a, a kind of whiplash of like, oh, okay. Like we didn't have to be as straight laced about it as I expected it to be. The one thing I was I was caught off guard by was just how insanely expensive everything was. Yeah, 
it was like just to eat at a restaurant, it was like 20 bucks a person for just like casual, like fast casual dining. I think the cheapest food we got was probably at the airport, ironically. What about that taco truck? Oh, yeah. We got a taco truck. Right. But they were like a dollar or two dollar tacos or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty expensive. I found it fascinating that the gas, just driving around L.A., we went from, we filled up at like 575 a gallon, but I think that we saw prices all the way up to like 675 or yeah. not, not in the sevens. I don't, I did not see a $7 a gallon, but there was this, to me, that is a very large swing in price where you don't really see, I don't feel like you see that in Dallas. Well, there's a lot of, I mean, I feel like, Dallas is a lot more segregated in the sense of like, you know, where the affluent parts of town are and you know where the impoverished parts uh, of towns yeah. are. L.A. is a hodgepodge. Yeah. Like you have McMansions next to sh- homeless tent cities like all over the place. And so I'm wondering if that's just kind of why we saw a discrepancy yeah. is because we were like driving around like the Hollywood Hills where celebrities were at one point. So I'm sure that gas is going to be oh, way yeah. higher than, you know, Compton, which we were not at, but yeah, you, we didn't you, go to Compton. you get my point. So, yeah. okay, moving on. Yeah, let's move on. Okay. Number one, we have officially completed the human genome sequence. I thought that happened like seven years ago. Uh, no, it was completed for the first time this week. Until now, about 8% of the human genome code was missing from the blueprint. I can't believe it. Where was it? I don't know. The first one (laughs) deciphered 20 years ago included most of the regions that code for proteins, but left out about 200 million bases. Oh, okay. That's a lot. Those 200 mil. That is a lot. Boom. We finished the human genome. Not much to say about that. That was just fun. That, to me, was just interesting. Take that, humans. Yeah. Second in science news. Ready? The Hubble telescope, which I thought we weren't using the Hubble anymore. Tell me what it says. Has spotted the farthest star ever seen. What? The previous record holder's light took 9 billion years to reach Earth. It's an enormous blue star nicknamed Icarus. But Arendelle should not be confused with the oldest known star nicknamed Methuselah. I'm just re- this is this is doesn't make these sentences don't like go together, but this is what it's giving me. Um, la, 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 la. Methuselah. I just want to name one of these things. It's NASA.com. Side note: We have a friend, and if you're listening, hey, say, we haven't seen you in a while. But yeah, come on who, over. We were never really sure if they were flat Earth or not because they joked about it to the point that we didn't think that they were joking, but we didn't. We weren't quite sure, and they. Um, believe the nasa government website is all fake news was all fake and that made me laugh so i'm currently at nasa.gov and so if you don't trust nasa.gov i'm so sorry but i'm still gonna link it in the show notes methuselah is 14.5 billion years old crazy this is it's also the picture is stunning the picture of methuselah looks like a diamond what i think is cool about this is we and these little pictures that they have which are grainy as all get out we are looking at some of the first things that God ever made. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, what? Methuselah is the one that, like, freezes you to stone, right? In Greek mythology. What? She's the one with the... Medusa? 
Oh, that's Medusa. I thought Methuselah was from the Bible. Who's Methuselah? Oh, God. I'm going to go into a black hole of Google. Methuselah? I've never heard of Methuselah. Methuselah. Boom. I'm right. Methuselah was a biblical patriarch and a figure in Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. His was the longest human lifespan of all those given in the Bible, 969 years. Um, A lot, if I'm... Remembering correctly, a lot of people or theologians believe Methuselah. No, am I confusing that? Is like a Jesus figure. I think you're confusing that with with the... What's his name? It's another weird name, though. You're thinking of the the priestly figure who shows up just twice. What's his name? I don't remember. Has a, something long? Habakkuk or something? No, it's not Habakkuk. I'm hitting my microphone. Um, yeah. Jesus Priestly Food. Jesus. Priestly Order of Messerach. Melch- Melch- Melchizedek. There you go. Yeah. But not to be confused with Methuselah. Yeah, Melchizedek, Methuselah. Boom. But that is funny that that's what they named the oldest star I ever found. Don't you love, this is what I love. See, science and religion go hand in hand. We're naming stars after Bible characters and are biblically correct about it. To play atheist advocate. Oh, gosh. <laughs> maybe they're trying to slight religion. Like, haha, Methuselah. Oh, 4.9 well, billion that year old Well, that's just cool that you would even assume that. I had a way more positive spin on that. I know, that's why I'm saying I'm playing... You would be such a Debbie Downer. I'm playing atheist advocate. Well, even if it was an atheist who named the, the star, why do you have to be so bitter about it? Atheists aren't always as bitter as media makes them out to be. I'm just saying jokes on him because he's spreading biblical truths. Oh, I see what you're saying. By doing that. Okay. Next, get into some intense stuff. Bah, bah, bah. Also, full disclaimer, this is the last thing I have to share. So, bah, bah, bah. Okay. California Task Force. Speaking of California. California Task Force? Let me say it again. California Task Force. California's first in the nation task force to identify reparations for African-American voters voted Tuesday. Sorry, for African-Americans voted Tuesday to limit eligibility to those who can trace their lineage. I thought this was fascinating because I am all for certain forms of reparations because I read a really cool book about it last year. I'll link it in the show notes. They basically, I guess in the state of California, once they get to this, the fund ready, if you can prove your lineage to a slave, you are entitled to reparations. Yeah, I think that's good. Boom. What did it say at all what the reparations will be? How large are they going to give them those 50 acres and that, that donkey? Or was it a mule? I don't remember. The task force is expected to release a reparations proposal in June 2023 with recommendations for the legislature. Okay. So while the scope of reparations will be determined in the coming months, many task force members said they expect cash payments to be one part of the proposal as well as a formal apology. The task force said this eligibility determination will help economists task with quantifying the amount of reparations owed. And that's really interesting. Like, how would you calculate that? I mean, we do have a lot of things recorded, like in census records and like how much like slaves are bought. 
and stuff, but to calculate how much they were sold for, like years enslaved, but over generations and like based on inflation, like what would that, that could be a really big number. Yeah, probably billions. But then, but they obviously have to, this reminds me, there's a really good movie. I think it is on Netflix. If not Netflix, it's for sure on Prime. It's called Worth with Michael Keaton. And I think, what's the guy's name? I am completely blanking tonight. Stanley Tucci. Tucci? Stanley Tucci, who is fantastic. But it's the true story about um, after 9-11, they, I guess this one law firm was in charge of calculating the payouts to each family member. um, Because I guess they were all going to sue the federal government or the air air line companies um, and so the federal government was going to basically give them a settlement in order to keep them from bankrupting the airlines which that's a hot mess to begin with go watch the movie but this one company was in charge of calculating how much each person was literally worth in order to give like ba- they had a certain total number that the government was going to give out and they had to divvy it up between all the people in the buildings and then on the planes and in the Pentagon. Uh, and it was just really interesting. So I'm wondering, like, I wonder what, like, a, that, because that company, that law firm has gone on to do a bunch of stuff, like the Sandy Hook and, like, a bunch of other tragic events, which honestly sounds like a really depressing job. I mean, I've heard being a lawyer is depressing anyway, but that's, like, a special level of depressing. Agreed. That would not but I, be they, fun. We should put them in charge of reparations. I feel like they would get yeah, the job I think, done. I think they would do a, a great job. Right. And they're like a neutral party. Yeah. You know, while we're throwing out recommendations, one thing that I really enjoyed that I think is just one of those just great Americana stories, something that would really, it could, it could be uplifting. It could be a little entertaining. It could also set the stage for where we are today in America. I think everybody out there should watch Tiger King. (laughs) Tiger King, Tiger King 2. It's so good. The special on Doc Ansel. Yes, it's so good. It's good. It's a good show. Don't sleep on Tiger King. Don't sleep on it. He also did not win his appeal and is still riding in prison. (sighs) Man, I hope hope President President Joe Biden gives him... A pardon. Hmm, I don't think he will, but really, does he how deserve times, a pardon? How many times can you submit for a pardon? Mm, I don't know why I asked you as if you would know the answer. I have, I have submitted for a pardon quite a few times. And let me tell you, it, I'm I've capped out. I can't do it anymore. That's one of those things that I always wonder, how many times can you ask for something? And at what point are you just always going to be a no? Because there's the, the, the... I bet they're there. I promise you, if he kept out... Because he's in jail for, like, life, right? Yeah. I bet there well, will be a has, president one day that lets him go. He has, like, pretty bad cancer, though, right? Uh, I think he's fine. Oh, I mean, okay. you could... They give treatment. Like, he's getting... They're not but letting I thought him rot it was, there. I thought it was a... It was pretty... I thought it was, like, stage three or stage four. And it was a bad, aggressive cancer that... Has a very low survival rate. How do you know all this stuff about Tiger King? What also that's what is his name? Tiger King Cancer. Joe Tiger. Joe Tiger. Joe Exotic. But that's not his actual name. No, it's No, he's delaying his prostate cancer treatment. Okay. God, look at that beautiful picture of him with that tiger. Oh, so majestic. Tiger Man. 
yeah, he's delaying well, prostate cancer treatments until after his resentencing on convictions for a murder to hire plot. His real name is Joseph Maldonado. Sorry, Joseph Maldonado Passage. Good. Just to be I clear. can see why I but changed God, it he's to in Joe Exotic. Let's go visit. You want to? We can go visit Joe. I don't know. Can we go to a federal medical center? Probably. We could oh, probably go visit darn him. Oh, he was just transferred to Butner, North Carolina. Uh, what a disappointment. I don't want to go to North Carolina. Me neither. At least not to not just to visit Joe Exotic. Sorry, Joe, if you're listening. If you write us, if you send oh us a gosh. letter... Can he watch po- listen to podcasts in jail? I don't know. I hope so. If he if he were to write us a letter, let me see if he's on Twitter. I would say we should go visit him. Oh my gosh! Let me see, because you know inmates can do a bunch of stuff these days. They Let's can. See. They really can. Yeah. Okay, Joseph. They can start businesses. Joseph, what if? Hold on a second. He would go by Joe Exotic. Let's be real. He would not go by his Joe Exotic. Official Twitter for Joe Exotic Tiger King Two Netflix. Nobody talks about Tiger King 1, because that's where he was accused oh my God. of murder. I think this may actually be him. Good, good. Because a day ago, he said, Dylan, please just sign it and go away. And Dylan is his, like, third husband. And he just Oh, wants... he's filing for divorce. <gasps> oh, oh, Joe. They couldn't see me having the connection I have with Tiger, so they had to put me away out of jealousy. Oh, Joe. Oh, my God, Joe. Joe. Oh, look at this liger. I, should I DM him? Uh, Wait, for business inquiries, I have to do this other guy, John M. Phillips. Oh, yeah, that guy for oh, the yeah, Tiger King show. Johnny Phil. <gasps> what if we, oh my God. We could have mine as a guest. What if I reach out and be like, look, we have a podcast. We want to. We want to hear Joe's story. Honestly, though, I really do. I would love to talk to Joe I Exotic. Would, I, Wouldn't that be a fun podcast guest? That would be fantastic. If anybody wants to be a guest, as long as you're fun like Joe Exotic, Come on down. That's a, that's a, those are some big boots to fill. As long as you're just fun in general, which the ones that I know listen, I know you're all fun. Right. So those come on down. people who are listening who we don't know who you are, You're probably fun too. We don't know. Maybe. Unclear. <laughs> Unclear. I don't know. I bet we could just campaign for him. And I, honestly, and I'm saying this like as a joke because I, I don't have the courage to actually do this. But I honestly think we could get him on our podcast. I am. I would be all for it. I give you permission to reach out to his agent. Mostly from the standpoint of, I think everybody deserves a second chance. Right. Um, We all are sinners in need of a savior. Right. I think he's a a God-loving man. So we could have a conversation about faith with him. And this, his agent dude only has 19,000 followers. I feel like we could, I feel like his DMs would not be too crowded. Probably not. The other thing I wanted to mention, something I saw on the news earlier, we were talking about gas prices and, and ways to help the gas prices, you releasing to oil talk about from the strategic oil preserve. Now, this was something we talked about oh, right. a few episodes right, ago. Right, right. And there are certain states that are talking about having a rollback on the state portion of the gas Boom. tax. Boom. Look that at is you. something that they can do, and some states are thinking about it. Hear me say this. And, and before I finish, they have also, meaning President Joe Biden, is also releasing more, more, more oil from the strategic oil reserve. 
Uh, hot take. Hot take. I don't think gas is that high. <laughs> Not for us. <laughs> oh, man. Cal- but California is like five bucks anyway. Man. Like They always have high. I In the grand scheme of things. Because like that, and I, it's probably, I know it's because of these measures that have been taken, but I remember when like this first thing all started, I was like, $8 gas is coming. I mean, is it fun? No, but Texas has forever. Yeah, we're, it's fine. We're lucky and blessed. Ride your bike more. Blessed. God bless Texas. God doesn't bless any state or country more than others. I don't know. I heard a song about it once. Oh my gosh. God bless they America. They are they are teaching Jake God bless America at his uh, Bible study, which has been not fun for me. <laughs> I wonder if they sing similar songs in like Germany and England and Yugoslavia. The God bless Yugoslavia China. song slaps so good, straight up fire. But <laughs> but <laughs> those were my three highlights of, from the news. And that was my one highlight from the news. That was me avoiding talking about Will Smith. Although we ended up talking about him a lot. That's because you forced it. No, I just I just think that people want to know what we want to say. Isn't that what listening to a podcast is? There was, that was like maybe a month ago now, there was this SNL skit about white men always wanting to have podcasts because they like hear themselves <laughs> talk and one it was hilarious and i laughed it was at so it funny. but then also i was like crap is that what we're doing like <laughs> there's no like we are not i mean maybe you're qualified to talk about certain things but we're definitely not qualified to talk about a lot of things and there's a lot of people out there who talk about crap that they have no business talking about <laughs> so hopefully we're not adding to the badness of the world it's a good point question on that would you rather be posting all of these thoughts on Facebook or would you rather have a weekly podcast where you just kind of talk? I'd rather have a weekly podcast because one, no one's commenting to argue with me, (laughs) (laughs) but two, I, um, I don't, I, well, okay. I'll say this. I think long form conversations, I guess, for lack of a better term is Mm -hmm. what we need right now. Because these little, you know, short little hot takes and stuff, it's it's not doing anybody any good. Yep. And uh, on that topic, I um, finished my 30th book while we were in California. And a lot of people have been asking me, like, why I'm reading, like, so many books. Um, and to that point, I don't, I guess I just have become more of a faster reader. But last year, my New Year's resolution was to read one book a month. I surpassed it and did 20. And this year, I just wanted to read more because I really enjoyed it. And one of the first books that I read this year was a book called uh, Reading the Times. It's a Christian academic book, really, just talking about how media today is all about... Hyping people up. Right, emotions. But then also, like, if you're trying to research, like, a hot topic right now, typically the most people will do is maybe read a talk show host three-page blog which is long right it's longer than like a little quip but it's not like an actual it's not a research paper right and and it's and it's more for confirmation bias and so what this book's entire premise was is that in order to read it's a play on words the title like reading the times like reading the newspaper but then also like surveying 
the times that we live in. And Mm. the best way to do that in a loving and like composed and thoughtful manner is to be reading more. Like if you are trying to figure out where you stand on the Israel versus Palestine conflict, which was a, I mean, it's, it's still a hot button issue right now, but it was more so a little bit last year. Go read a book on it or a couple books on it, not just an article about it, but also read the classics more, like read a novel, like read The Scarlet Letter or 1984 or these books that have withstood time. They're not giving a hot, a hot topic current opinion. And, and you start to realize, one, again, like history repeats itself. It takes you out of that fear, panic kind of vibe that everyone is living in right now because everything seems like it's the end of the world and it just kind of grounds you and helps you keep everything in perspective and that's been a huge guide to me in the books that I'm choosing moving forward Um, because I I prefer to read nonfiction, but I've purposely been sprinkling in classics in there just to ground me and to remind myself that like one humankind is such a wonderful like we are so special and we can invent these stories and these stories can withstand centuries and we can still find something to connect with in these characters and that should be a reminder to us that we can reach across the aisle and find commonality with other people in this divisive world that we live in and so go pick up a book y'all like if you're freaking out about what's going on or the gas prices or Ukraine or whether Will Smith is going to come slap you, <laughs> <laughs> go sit down with like Frankenstein or yeah. Sense and Sensibility or see what a know, slap from Frankenstein would be <laughs> Dr. like. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Just something. It's really been encouraging for me is just, you know, keep perspective. Yep. We are all humans continuing to move through world history and we don't know if there's a thousand years left or ten thousand or a day so don't know keep chugging last question animal farm hate that book i remember hating that book i have not read it since like freshman year of high school i kind of do we have it i need to reread it i'll throw it into the cycle no i i buy those copies whenever i find them (laughs) so that i have fodder for fires do you mean was that the only book you read in high book. school? It is so terrible. I know people who really love that book. Well, they are wrong. <laughs> you hear me. If you like Animal Farm, you are wrong. Boom. You heard it here That's first. my hot take. Do you think Joe Exotic likes Animal Farm? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to know. ask I hope him. Not. Well, that start, can be one of the questions. We need to what? start saving questions for when he comes on our podcast. Yeah. We can just have a list of questions that we ask in our interviewees oh like us just a set list of questions at, we're in a, until joe exotic gets on this podcast which we may have to film within a federal jail That'll be prison That'll be um fun. we're going to end our podcast with one question we have for joe exotic <laughs> this question is what do you think or what are your thoughts on the literary treasure that is animal farm or the movie if you've seen it there's a movie of animal farm animated are you sure? Oh, really? Man, could you imagine a live action animal farm? Imagine animal farm, but instead of pigs, they're tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Would you call that 
Tiger King. Tiger King. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Remember, go on to Apple. Give us that five-star rating. Give us a review. They're funny. We like reviews. Ask us a question. Ask us a question. If you want to be on the show, for real, reach out. And we, we will literally answer anything. We like people. All right. But here we're going to go. Bye-bye. Bye.